0: In nomine Patris, Affiliate, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Grant us peace, O Lord, in our days, for there is no other whole fight for us, save but you, our God. In this episode, I will be reading an excerpt from St. Robert Bellarmine's *De Arte Bene Moriendi, which is the art of a good death. In this book, he talks about fasting, and I figured since we are in the season of Lent, it would be a good time to talk about this we are about a month away from Easter and so we still have plenty of time to get this in order to make our fast more fruitful the fast which the church requires of us today is very loose and lax and so I cannot tell you that you should do what st. Robert recommends here however I would ask you to examine your conscience and consider are you truly fasting This is something that I had to ask myself when I was reading this just earlier this morning, and I came to the realization that I need to be more strict in my fast because even though it has been a challenge, I have also seen myself in reflecting on what St. Robert says here, doing the things that he recommends that you do not do. So this is episode for myself to examine my conscience, and to recommit to this Lent that we are observing. And I hope that it would also be of some benefit to you. And now let's see what St. Robert Bellarmine has to say about this. I will now briefly explain the manner in which we must fast, so that our fasting may be useful in enabling us to lead a good life, and by this means, to die a good death. Many fast on all the days appointed by the Church, on vigils, on ember days, and during Lent. And some fast of their own accord, in Advent also, so that they may piously prepare themselves for the Nativity of our Lord, or on Fridays in memory of the Lord's Passion, or on Saturdays in honor of the Blessed Virgin Mother of God. But whether they fast so as to derive advantages from it may be reasonably questioned. The chief end of fasting... Is the mortification of the flesh, so that the spirit may be strengthened more. For this purpose, we must use only spare and unsavory diet. And this our mother, the Church, points out since she commands us to take only one full meal in the day, and then not to eat meat, but only herbs or fruit. Tertullian expresses this by two words in his book, The Resurrection of the Flesh, where he calls the food of those who fast late. And dry meats. Now this is certainly not observed by those who, on their fasting days, eat as much in one meal as they do on other days at their dinner and supper together. In today's language, this would mean the same meal, but in fact, this would be considered lunch and dinner t- according to our standards. And who, at that one meal, prepare so many dishes of different fishes and other things to please their palate that it seems to be a dinner intended not for weepers and fasters, but for a nuptial banquet that is to continue throughout most of the night. Those who fast thus certainly do not derive the least fruit from their fasting, nor do those derive any fruit who, although they may eat more moderately, yet on fasting days do not abstain from games, parties, quarrels, dissensions, lascivious songs, and immoderate laughter and what is still worse, commit the same crimes as they would on ordinary days. Hear what the prophet Isaiah says of this kind of people. Behold, in the day of your fast, your own will is found, and you exact all of your debtors. Behold, you fast for debates and strife, and strife with the fast wickedly. Do not fast as you have done until this day, if you wish to make your cry be heard on high. Thus does the Almighty blame the Jews because on the days of their fasting, which were days of penance, they wished to do their own will and not the will of God. Because they were not only unwilling to forgive their debtors, as they prayed to be forgiven by God, but they would not even give them any time to collect their money. They also spent that time which ought to have been devoted to prayer in profane quarrels and even in contentions. In short, So far were they from attending to spiritual things, as they ought to have done on the fasting days, that they added sin to sin and impiously attacked their neighbors. Those pious people who wish their fasting to be pleasing to God and useful to themselves should avoid these and other such sins. They may then hope to live well and die a holy death. Now I'd like to ask myself a few questions based on what st. Robert says here and perhaps these are questions that you might also want to consider as well when I take my meal for the day do I eat as much as I possibly can and fill myself up with things that are on the list of acceptable items turning the meal on a fasting day into a feast even if it is not the tastiest one I can imagine do I try to make the foods that I eat on that day as tasty as possible? Do I fill that day with all sorts of amusements? Am I actually making a sacrifice with my time, with the food that I eat? Am I filling those sacrifices with time for God? With love of God? Pater Noster, qui es in sanctificator nomen tuum. A regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua sicut in terra d'intera, panam nostrum quotidianum dona nobis hodie. et nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, se libera nos a malo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena Dominus Tecum, benedicta tu in mulirebus, et benedictus fructus ventris tu Jesus santa maria mata dei ora pranobis peccatoribus nunc in ora mortis nostre amen in nomine patris et filii spiritus sancti amen, amen.